Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. We are in Parsha's Vayera, and share a couple of thoughts from the Grub. So we know that Avraham Avinu was speaking with the Shechina, and all of a sudden he saw his three guests coming his way, which Ahogus Rishonim, whether he knew that they were angels or he just thought they were regular Arabs. But either way, the Pasuk tells us that Vayar Vayar Tzakrasam. He saw them, Parakil Ches, Pasuk Beis, and he ran to go greet them. And the Gemara in Shabbos says that Gedol Achnasas Archem, Achnasas Archem is so great, even more Yosem Rekabalos, Pene Shechina, than, than uh, talking with the Avraham said to Hashem, I have guests to go greet. Please wait for me while I go do that mitzvah. And the Rif has a famous kasha here in the Ein Yaakov that how do you know that it's greater? How do you know that Achnasas Archem is greater than Kabbalah's Pnei Maybe they were both equal, and therefore Avraham was doing one mitzvah, and now he went to go do another one. The Rif has a whole explanation there, Ayin Shem. Says the Grah, that if you look at the Pusik, if Avraham thought that it was equal, then he obviously would not have ran away from Hashem. You can't run backwards, and when you greet someone, you greet them face to face. And so therefore, the Pasuk says, Vayar, he saw them, Vayar, it's the Karasam, he went to go greet them, that's face to face, which means that he turned his back on the Shechina. And so obviously, the only way that Avraham would have known to do that is if, in fact, Tachnasas Archim is greater than Kabbalah's Pnei Shechina. What's the shot in this idea in, in general? I think we could use this scroll to explain it. The, the Rav Dessler explains that when you're being Mikabal Pneshina, you're learning how to act as a proper person, how to be refined, how to work on your midos. However, when you're being Mikabal Pnesh, when you're being Machnas Orach, you're putting your knowledge into action. The Rabbi Shalom, sure, he wants us to connect with him and understand him and know him, but he also wants us to act. The Gemara and Chazal tell us the the main thing is that Hashem wants us to act. And a person that learns Almanas Shalolikayim, it's worthless. A person has to learn Almanas Lakayim, he should learn on condition to fulfill what he learns. And so this is the opportunity to fulfill that Kamilas Chasadim and Avraham's whole Torah that he learned from Hashem is Hashem is about Chesed. And you want me to bestow Chesed upon others. And that's why Avraham was looking to do Chesed for these Malachim or people traveling. But we see that it's very important, like the Grah says, that the way to do the chesed is to show them that you care, to go face-to-face. When we stand in front of someone face-to-face, we are showing that we are one human being and we are attending to their human needs. And this shows them a tremendous amount of respect. Chazal tells us also that it is greater one who white shows the whites of his teeth, who, which means to smile at someone, than one who gives his friend milk. So you might think that if someone gives you milk, it's very nourishing. It builds their body up. That's true, it does. But a smile could do even more. Smiles are powerful. One smile, we give a message to someone that they're great, they're worthwhile. That smile is phenomenal and encouraging. How many great performers were standing on stage with stage fright and looked into the audience and saw their mother, their father, their mentor, someone special in their life, smile at them. And through that one smile, it carried their entire performance. We interact with other people. We should remember how Avraham interacted with others. Vayar, he would see their needs. Vayaretz, he would run to go show them that they are important. Likrasam, face to face, to show them the chashivas of a human being, what Eitzel and Elikim is, and how much respect they deserve, and how much we believe in each person that we interact with, and how great they are. This encourages people to greatness. So Avraham gets his guests to come inside, and in Parak Yerches Pasuk Zion, it says that Avraham wants to feed them. So he runs to go get the 
uh, cows, and the Medrash, the Gemara in Bab Matzia says, Shachilam Shlosh Lashonos Bechardel, which translates literally as he fed them three tongues in mustard. So, what does that mean? So, the Gra has a very beautiful pshat. Gra says like this that they were told, that remember, this was a very famous tree that the Zohar tells us it would detect whether these people are kosher or not. And there are three, says the Gra, there are three mitos in a person that defines who you are. And this will tell you if you're a kosher or not. The first one is that you love poor people because you have respect for even the poor. The second one is that you are satisfied with even the small amount that you have. And finally, the third thing is that you are connected to the Dvar Hashem and you care about what Hashem has to say. And these three Lashonas of Chardal, says the Vilna Gon, they are hinted in the word Chardal. If you spell the word Chardal three times and you change around the letters, you get these things. The first trait is Bachar Dal. This person chooses poor people. And like, like Rabbeinu Tom writes in Sefer Yasher, in his list of things to do if you want to be a great person, one of them is to learn Chovos Avovos and Char, uh, the, uh, by Rabbeinu Bachi Ibn Bakuda every single day. But another is that you should hang out with people that are mitzar and people that are poor because they know Hashem. Like the Gemara Nadarim says, he doesn't say this, but this is the way I understand it, that he's Torah. the people that are poor, those are the ones that produce Torah. If we look at our Gedolim, so many of them grew up in abject poverty, and that is what created their greatness, who they are, Remichel Yehuda Lefkowitz, uh, so many great people. Specifically in that poverty, they have nothing else, like the Ron says, to love except for Torah, and they immerse themselves in it. And Torah is an immersive study, which if you let it inside you, it takes it takes over your life and enhances it. So the first thing is Bachar Dal. You choose the poor people to hang with them and to learn from them and to respect them. The second thing is Chadal Rav. You stop seeking large amounts. You're happy with what you have. You're Mastopic Bemuat. And the third is Charad Lev. Your heart is fearful of God. And that's a pshat, says the Grah, that this is the three Lashonas of Hartle. He was trying to test them to see do they have these three traits. And when we look at our own lives, we should test ourselves and work on these things. Number one, to love poor people, people that are downtrodden. Those are the people that teach us how to be close to Hashem, and those are the people that, that humble our own hearts. Number two, to be Mustapik Bemuat, are we satisfied with what we have? A person has 100, he always wants 200. If we go through life always chasing, he'll never, he'll never achieve it, ever. Because even if he achieves the million, the 10 million, the 100 million, there's always another... 100 million that he wants, etc. But if we recognize that whatever I have, this is enough. That's why it says, Ezo Asher HaSameach Bechelko, says the Vilna Gaon's Talmud Muvak, or Chaim Vlazhin, and Ruach Chaim, that what does it mean, Masameach Bechelko? That you recognize that what I have is only a chalik of what I desire. I know that I covet more. I know that I really want more. It's, but it's a, but I'm, that's it. I'm Masameach Bechelki. I recognize this is my small chalik, whatever it is, in my opinion, I don't care. I accept it. And that's, that's where the simcha comes from. And the last thing is that his heart is fearful of Hashem. He thinks about, what does Hashem want from me? How do I live my life focused on Hashem? That's obviously the ultimate holder, to know Hashem and to think about Hashem in everything that we do. And to make that our every action is a manifestation of Kavad Shemaim and Hashem's presence in this world. The Grah doesn't explain why this is specifically in the Mita of Chardal. And the Medrash says a very brilliant thing that a person who dies and says, Hashem, I couldn't learn, I couldn't do anything. So Hashem will say to him, well, what about the hurdle that you sweetened? What about all the efforts that you put in, that you took this bitter, bitter seed and you made it sweet in order to be able to eat it? You, you knew you were capable of doing things. So there's two things. One of them is that the smart actions that we do, the things that the creative things that we do, 
I know someone that one time got in trouble by a big Rosh Shiva, and the Rosh Shiva called him in and said to him, he said, you have a choice. You can either get expelled out of the yeshiva, which you deserve for what you did. This person had done something horrible. Or you could tell me that you recognize that look how much kochas the Rebbe Shalom gave me. Look how talented I was. I was able to pull off this terrible thing. And I'm going to use my kochas for Hashem to be Makad Hashem Shemayim. And this person took a very hard look at himself and said sincerely, that's what I'm going to do. And it had a big impact on him. And he did amazing things with his life there forward. Because it's a recognition that Hashem gave us power. And if we use it for bad things, we could be like Bilam. We could curse people. If we use it for good things, we could give blessings. And if we use it for holy things, it's, it's amazing what a person could accomplish. A person is ma'od, like the matter says. Tov ma'od. Ma'od is the word adam. A man has extreme capabilities, says Rufutner. A man has unlimited capabilities. And if he uses them for bad things, God forbid, he could do horrible things. If he uses them for good things, he could be a powerful ambassador of Hashem that brings out Kavach That's Chardal. Chardal is number one, that it it takes, Hashem takes your own actions and says, look, you're talented. You know how to make Chardal. You know how to sweeten that. So you could uh, certainly uh, learn and do other capable things. The second is exactly this part, but it gets sweetened, that it's so bitter, but a person needs to work, and then that makes it sweet. So too, Torah, there's kashas, there's there's difficulties, there's challenges, emotional, physical, spiritual, etc. But we make our life sweet. We find the Torah. We find the meaning. And that is what pulls us through. A famous vart that many people know, which is actually attributed to the Gro, according to some people, says in Parachaf Aleph, Pasuk Lamed Gimel, Vayita Eshel Be'er that Abraham planted an Eshel in Be'er which Rashi says is an orchard. And the Medrash Tehillim says that Eshel is Achila Shtia Levaya. When a guest came, he would give them food, drink, and escort them out. And we know that it's very important to escort a guest because when someone comes to your house and you feed them, that's great. And you give them drinks, that's wonderful. But if you just let them walk out, that doesn't show that you care about them. If you walk them out, you say, I'm so sorry to have you leave. I wish you would come back. That's Levaya. So the Gras says, and there's a famous story, that there was a rich man who was a big baltzadaka and he used to take care of many, many aniyam. But then his house burned down. So the, they asked the Gras, what happened? So the Gras says that this was a punishment that he only did the first two things. He only gave Achila and Shtia, but he never did Levaya. He never walked them out, whatever the reason was. And therefore, if you only do Achila and Shtia, you're left with Eish. You don't have Eishel. You have Eish, just the fire, and that's why he got burnt. Obviously, this man was on a madriga that the Rebbe Shalom wanted him to correct himself in this world. And I would imagine that after hearing something like that from the Gra, he would think about his ways and take the Musr and change his ways. And not only provide Achil and Shtia, but of course, make sure to give Levaya as well. We have at the end of the parsha the Akedas Yitzchak. And the Gra points out that this was a time when Avraham reached a madriga that Hashem said to him, Now I know that you fear God. And this is Parachaf base plus a good base. The Gra is bothered. Why is this apparent now? Only Atta the Yadati. Now Hashem says, I know that you're Yari Shemayim. So the Gra explains that a person's Mida is only, his person's Midas are only really manifest when he possesses something and its opposite as well. Meaning that when a person has both extremities, that shows that he's an Ishalim. Because if a person is just always very, very nice, then that Mida, first of all, can be taken advantage of. But that just means that that's his nature. If a person is always very, very strict, then that's his nature. But if a person could be sometimes nice and sometimes strict uh, when it comes to serving Hashem, then he has shown himself that there are times to be strict and there are times to be lenient. Now, I'm not talking about there are certain personality traits or things that a person develops. A person, even when he's being strict, could always be a Rachman, but Badin, etc. There's there's an appropriate way to go about that. But just when a person manifests that he could be strict and also be lenient at the same time, that's important. So in the lot of the Nisyonos that Avram had, he had to 
show himself to be compassionate and loving. But in this Nisayan, he had to show himself to be willing to even sacrifice his own son. And therefore, he showed that all of his behavior was not just motivated because oh, Avram was just a nice person naturally, because he worked on his mitos. And when it was time to be Baal Chesed and kind, he did that. And when it was time to be Achzari to a certain degree, to be brazen because Hashem commanded him to, he was ready to fulfill Hashem's will. Rechaim Kayevsky brings down a very interesting Kalar that basically says this exact idea of Gra. Because it says there that anyone that's a Rahman, so we know that anyone that's merciful, we know that he is a descendant of Avraham Avinu. But then the, the, the Kalar Abasi, Parakyot, asks, but Avraham didn't have Rahmanus on his own son. What about Yitzchak? And it says, no, that's exactly, that exactly proves that he was a Rahman because he loved that he, it was only that he loved Hashem so much that he was willing to put aside his own Rahman that he lived through and that he manifests throughout the entire Torah and do Ratzon Hashem, which at that time of, the, of his original Nevuah sounded to him like he was supposed to offer up his son as a carbon. That showed where he was really at and who he really was. That he put Ratzon Hashem first and foremost. It wasn't just a personality. It was putting Hashem's will as the primary focus of his life. May we be Zoha to take all these lessons of kindness and of humility and of satisfaction with our lot and of doing Ratzon Hashem and working on our mitos and changing ourselves to be in line with what the Rebbe Shalom wants, Bishlimus. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.